Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Podcast. I am your host Zach Guggenheim and we are here for week four picks here in the 2021 college football season. We're going to get right into it but before we do please remember to like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts whether that be Apple or Google or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts you should be able to find the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Make sure to follow us. Hit us with a review. And let us know how we're doing. And if you don't like the picks, you don't think that we're we're doing the picks right, well, then give us your scores. We'd love to hear what you think is going to happen in these games and involving Big Ten teams. We're going to pick 11 games, and we're just going to start with Villanova at number six, Penn State. Penn State, of course, coming off that win, the big win against Auburn. They have a 12 p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. No line as of yet. I'd imagine they'll probably have a betting line somewhat soon. I think my guess is Penn State's going to win this big. I would imagine that's going to be the case. But I want to see Penn State establish the run against an inferior opponent. Get Noah Kane and Kevon Lee going. Really work on getting more balance in their offense. Villanova is a good FCS opponent. They're 3-0. and They've They've beat the first two opponents, I think by a margin of at least 40 points, and then they beat Richmond in a pretty competitive game. So don't be surprised if the Wildcats get a couple of scores early. They have a, a decent offense for an FCS team, but Penn State's going to pull away in this. I've got Penn State 52, Villanova 17. Bowling Green at Minnesota, 12 p.m. on ESPNU. Minnesota, as of now, is a 31-point favorite. Bowling Green gives up 170 plus yards on the ground. Minnesota's really good at running the ball. Trayvon Potts with over 300 yards rushing in the first three games. Bowling Green, on the other hand, can't run the ball on offense. And Minnesota's surprisingly good at uh, stopping the run under 100 yards per game. So Bowling Green can't stop the run, can't run the ball. Minnesota can stop the run, can run the ball. Minnesota's gonna run their way to victory here. Very strong push as they head into conference play next week. Minnesota 45, Bowling Green 6. Ohio, not state, just Ohio, at Northwestern, 12 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Northwestern is surprisingly a 15-point favorite in this game. I know it's not – it's only Ohio, but I I keep wondering if they've seen Northwestern play – to think that they would be a 15 point favorite. Like Northwestern's not a good team. There's uncertainty at quarterback. Hunter Johnson, their starter, threw three picks before he got benched at Duke. 
they were down 27 nothing in that game when Andrew Marty came in. Now, Andrew Marty, their second stringer, gave him a spark, got him back into that game, but he went down with an injury, and that brought in Ryan Helinski, their third stringer, and he was shaky. So a lot of quarterback uncertainty. Northwestern is definitely not as good as they were a year ago. And so I'm tempted to pick Ohio straight up, but Ohio is also not a very good team. They're 0-3. They lost to Duquesne. So I don't, I don't think they're a very good team. I think Northwestern gets it done. I think they win. I, I don't think they cover. I have Northwestern 27, Ohio 13, which is, is barely not covering. So I think a heavy dose of Evan Hall. And if they can find, if Andrew Marty is the guy, and he can continue to give them a spark, you know, maybe they start to turn around their season. Back in 2018, Northwestern lost a few non-conference games, a couple of head-scratching losses, actually, in non-conference play, and yet made it to the Big Ten championship game. So maybe that's in the cards. Maybe Marty ends up being the guy for them. But I don't have a lot of hope for them right now. Northwestern, I think, does get it done this week against a, a much – worse Ohio team 27-13 Colorado State at number five Iowa this is a 330 kick on FS1 Iowa is a 23 point favorite last week it took a bit for the Hawkeyes to wake up against Kent State but they finally got Tyler Goodson rolling at he had 155 yards rushing I think it's going to be something similar here against Colorado State it'll, it'll be close at halftime but Iowa will do what they do, and Colorado State will lose by 20 because, again, they're not very good. They lost to Vandy by three. They lost to San South Dakota State by six by 19, sorry. So I, I would say for Iowa and for the growth of their offense, look for Spencer Petras to find some plays down the field to tight end Sam Laporta and to his receivers, Ragani, Jones, and Tracy. Those are their top three receivers as they try to get some balance with their running game. I've got Iowa 34, Colorado State 14. Illinois at Purdue, 3.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Purdue is an 11-point favorite. This one feels murky to me because Purdue's star receiver, David Bell, I, I believe he is questionable. He, he went down with a very scary injury last week against Notre Dame. They had to cart him out. They think it's just a concussion. He was in concussion, concussion protocol. So that's a big concern for me, David Bell being questionable. They also had just an emotional loss against a rival. And while Illinois is a step above a hot mess, they did keep pace with Maryland last week. They probably should have won that game. Brandon Peters is back. He has a, a full game under his belt after being hurt. And I really believe in Bielema. I think he's the long-term fit there. I think he can get his boys up to play. I just think Purdue is going to exploit Illinois' defense enough to pull out the win at home. I, I, again, I don't think – I think they barely don't cover. Purdy, uh, Purdue, 27. Illinois, 17. I was about to call, call Purdue Purdy. I must have Brock Purdy on, on my mind. Purdue 27, Illinois 17, Purdue wins by 10. Kent State at Maryland, 3.30 p.m. kick. 
Big Ten Network. Maryland is a 14 and a half point favorite. This feels like Maryland versus Illinois part two in the fact that this is a game that I would assume Maryland wins, but would not be surprised if they have a boneheaded loss in this. Ken State hung around with Texas A&M. They hung around with Iowa a bit until both teams kind of pulled away in the second half. And those are two top 10 teams. Maryland is not as good as those teams. I think if Kent State forces Maryland to go the length of the field, they will cause issues. College Football Nerds, great site, great Twitter handle. They, they do great videos. They made this observation about Mike Loxley's offense that it is hard. Uh, it's hard to stop them unless if you can get them to third down situations. If you keep them from the explosive plays, you can really slow down Mike Loxley's offense. And I think Kent State can do that a bit. But ultimately, I think Maryland's defense will get it done. They have been very good on defense, averaging under 280 yards, uh, a, a little under 280 yards. And I think the running game for Maryland with Tyler Fleet Davis, I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Terps will move to 4-0 and as they pull away in the second half. Maryland 31, Kent State 10. Akron at number 10, Ohio State, 7.30 kick on the Big Ten Network. Ohio State is a 49-point favorite. Just let that sink in. Ohio State is favored by seven touchdowns. That's a lot of points. And I think it's tempting to think what happened last week against Tulsa will happen again, right? That they thought I thought it would be a game of frustration last week, and it was. Defense struggled. They gave up 500 yards to Tulsa. The offense mostly struggled. They only scored 27 points up till the last four minutes of the game. Listen, just so you guys understand, I could be the starting quarterback of Ohio State this week and probably put 50 points on Akron. Akron stinks. And that's probably actually a compliment to Akron. They're ranked 165 in the Sagarin ratings. There's only 130 teams in the FBS. That means they are ranked worse than at least 35 teams, not in the same subdivision. The Buckeyes are going to roll, and it's going to mean nothing. Ohio State 77, Akron 14. Indiana at Western Kentucky, 8 p.m. on the CBS Sports Network. Indiana's a nine-point favorite. I am calling the upset in this game. This is a bad matchup for the Hoosiers. Indiana's not strong in running the football which is where West Kentucky is weak. Michael Penix has struggled in the passing game. He's averaging less than 150 yards per game. He's averaging two interceptions per game. And while I think their defense is good and they get Micah McFadden back, he was out for most of the game against the Bearcats last week because of a targeting call, which by the way, was awful, awful targeting call. This still just feels like a mediocre Hoosiers team that has no momentum, unlike last year where they had all the momentum in the world. And while I don't think the Hilltoppers are an elite group of five team, understand quarterback Ben Zapp has thrown for 850 yards and 10 touchdowns in two games. This is the type of offense that can break a decent defensive team that is struggling on offense. So I'm picking Zapp to throw the Hilltoppers to an upset win 
I've got Western Kentucky 35, Indiana 31. Really, I think a fun matchup at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights at number 19, Michigan. Now, Michigan's a 20-point favorite, but I, I really, really want to pick the upset here. And not just because I'm not a Michigan fan, but because I actually think Rutgers has a team that can sneak up on somebody and get them when they're not expecting it. You know, Rutgers took Michigan to overtime last year. I know Michigan is a better team. They're, they're much better than last year. But Rutgers is really strong defensively. Their special teams are legit. Aaron Crickshank has been phenomenal on punt returns. And I, I think their defense will slow Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins down a little bit. And I think Rutgers is going to keep this closer than the experts think. I really do. But Michigan, their line play has been really good. Their running game has been good. And I just, I just think Michigan's going to overmatch the Scarlet Knights, as time goes on, they're going to wear them down. I've got Michigan 28, Rutgers 20. Another, I think an intriguing matchup, Nebraska at number 20, Michigan State. It's at 7 p.m., Fox Sports 1. Michigan State's a five-point favorite as of now. Listen, this is short and sweet. I think Nebraska experiences a hangover from their near miss against Oklahoma. And I think the Spartans look really good. Walker is going to run through and around this Cornhusker defense. The Cornhuskers, I, I think they probably could have lost by more if Oklahoma actually just gave the ball to their tailbacks more last week. I think that's what Michigan State's going to do. They'll probably mix in some quarterback run with Peyton Thorne. He'll try to go over the top a couple times with their receivers. And I think Michigan State's defense, you know, they're bend but don't break. And they, they really do a good job of limiting the run. They limited uh, Derek King in the run game last week. Really, really good. I, I think they'll do the same to Adrian Martinez. Michigan State 34, Nebraska 17. And then, of course, the last game, the big game on big noon kickoff on Fox with Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, the best play-by-play -play and color analyst team in college football, is number 12 Notre Dame versus number 18, Wisconsin. The Fighting Irish, Irish against the Badges of Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a six-point favorite, which if you had told me that in the beginning of the season, I, I would have said that doesn't seem right. And in fact, if this was the beginning of the season, I would have picked Notre Dame straight up. Both these teams are an enigma to me. Notre Dame looks the part at times. Jack Cohn, the Notre Dame quarterback who used to be Wisconsin's quarterback, he's looked very good for them under center. At times, their line play looks awesome. They, they will have the two best players on the field, Michael Mayer at tight end, Kyle Hamilton at safety. Kyle Hamilton is a stud. He might be the best defensive player in all of college football. He is flat out ridiculous top five pick in the NFL draft, most likely. But I can't overlook the fact that Florida State took them to overtime. The same Florida State team that lost to Jacksonville State, the same Florida State team that just got bum-rushed by Wake Forest, 
And then you look at Notre Dame, they got taken to the wire by Toledo. And then Purdue pushed them until midway through the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Wisconsin had every opportunity to beat Penn State, but failed to do so. And quite honestly, Penn State's better than Notre Dame right now. And I'm just not sold on Graham Mertz at quarterback. And while I think their running backs are good, I don't think any of them are a Melvin Gordon or a, a Jonathan Taylor. So their backs are good, not great. I think their offensive line is good, not great. I think their quarterback is decent, not good. So I, I'm just not sure because if you just go on talent alone, I think Notre Dame's the more talented team. But I think Jim Leonard's defense is the difference in this game. They know Jack Cohn. They know his tendencies. And I think, I think this will be the game that Graham Mertz makes a throw that he needs to make to win this game in the fourth quarter. I think he, he gets it done. He either gets it to Ferguson at tight end or he gets it to Danny Davis or Kendrick Pryor. But I think this is the game where Graham Mertz starts to really become Graham Mertz, the Graham Mertz that we expected in the beginning of the season. I've got Wisconsin 24, Notre Dame 20, as they battle it out at Soldier Field, neutral site game. And that's that's it. That's all 11 picks for all the Big Ten teams this week. I want to thank you for listening in. Again, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons on YouTube. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back with the recap video next Tuesday. So thanks again for listening. Really appreciate your guys' support. Again, share it, uh, share it broadly. We'd love to build the audience. Thank you so much. God bless.